0: You're listening to the PT Profit Podcast, episode number 211. Today, we're talking about the fastest way to grow any health and wellness business online. Are you ready? Let's get started. Hi, I'm Beverly Simpson. What's up, coach? Thank you so much for joining me on another episode of the PT Profit Podcast. I'm your host, Beverly Simpson. And if this is the first time you're pushing play, welcome. I'm super pumped that you're here. Today's going to be another jam-packed episode filled with takeaways that you can be thinking about as we go into 2023 to really grow your business. So right around now, November, December, this time of year is when people are starting to promote their year long masterminds or group coaching programs and and really start getting you to think about what do you want your twenty twenty three to look like and I think that's great. I don't think any million dollar business was built without support, without strategy, and without structure inside of your business and I honestly think that this is going to be what separates you from the hundreds of coaches that continue to struggle. In fact, one of my mentors tells me all the time that eight out of 10 businesses fail. By fail, I just mean they, they are no longer here. They no longer exist in their first 18 months. And so in today's episode, I want to talk a little bit about why I think that happens. And two, I want to talk a little bit about what you can do to prevent that from happening inside of your business, especially as we go into 2023, because I don't know if you've noticed, but for me, things have really started to shift right now. Things are no longer working in the the way that they used to. And I'm going to go ahead and just share with you some of my opinions and offer you d- new ways of growing your business in 2023. Number one, you know, I have a very interesting relationship to that world word fail. I really try hard not to use it because I just don't believe in it. And and what I mean by that is I just it doesn't mean I don't feel disappointment. Of course I feel disappointment. And it and it doesn't mean I don't feel I don't feel bad when things don't go my way. Of course I feel those things. Of course I do. In fact, I feel them so much. I sometimes I feel like that is part of the reason why I had developed such a huge chip on my shoulder for so long. I think that this is part of the reason that it, I was struggling for so long. It was because of course I felt that. I just think that we need to process it. We need to move through it because all failure really is is feedback. If you feel bad because something didn't go the way that we thought it was going to go, that just means that that we have feelings and expectations around what we thought was going to happen and it didn't. And then we make a meaning of it. And it's not that it's bad. It just prevents us from making data-driven decisions. When we can look at the data, then we'll be able to see what the areas of opportunity are for us to focus on. This is where we need to put our attention, but what ends up happening. And if this is you, listen, this was me for so long too. So you're not alone is what ends up happening is that we end up focusing on the gap. We end, especially for high achievers because then we end up focusing on the areas of opportunity. We end up focusing on all the things that went wrong and why it didn't go wrong. And then it just prevents us from, from actually, focusing on what we can focus on, which is the, what the data tells us is happening. And so when that happens, number one, we sometimes people quit and then they just think, oh, this isn't for me. And then they quit. I'm going to sidebar this. So this is one A, I guess. When it comes to quitting, quitting has a bad reputation, especially in the circles of high achievers. It's like, don't quit, don't quit, don't quit. But you know what? Sometimes it's okay to quit. Sometimes there are a lot of things that it's okay to quit. <laughs> it's, it's not that quitting is bad. It's just, I want to invite you to really consider what it is that you're quitting. I quit things all the time. So quitting is not a bad thing. I just want you to really be clear about what it is that you are quitting and it's okay to quit. I quit complaining. I quit looking for all the reasons why it wasn't working. And I started looking for the evidence of all the reasons why it was. I quit second-guessing myself. So there are lots of things to quit. And I quit launching. Well, not entirely, but in the way that I was launching, I quit doing that. So just take a look at your relationship to quitting. Sometimes it's okay to quit. There have other been things that I've done that that I haven't quit or that I did quit and wish I didn't. Like I threw the baby out with the bathwater many, many, many times and wish I didn't. So just sidebar, or I'll, I'll call this number two, it's, sometimes it's okay to quit. Just look at the things that you are quitting and be honest with yourself. Is this, a, is this an emotional-driven decision or is this a data-driven decision? So that's another reason why people don't make it is because they just make emotional decisions to quit. And then sometimes, and I'm I'm also going to say this which I think is probably a little contrarian, but sometimes and and this is probably what my beef would be when it comes to the MLM world, what no it doesn't really matter what the MLM world is, right? It's just that sometimes people are put into being a business owner when they don't really want to or have no business being a business owner not everyone is an entrepreneur not everyone wants to to run a business and honestly that's a good thing i think that is a 100% 1000% a good thing so so that's why i you know sometimes people have you know sometimes people are put into the position or or think that they would should want this and then they start to feel bad when you know they really love working in their 9 to 5 or they really love working for someone else's business i have worked with so many incredible people on my team and and been grateful that they're not a business owner because without them this business wouldn't run businesses are run by teams so not everyone wants to be a business owner. And so I think that, and I think that that's a good thing. So if you're realizing that you don't like it, it goes back to being an alignment, right? It goes back to being like, is this is this what you want to do? Does this light you up? I mean, I started to think it was, it was funny because when I got sick and honestly, even in, as I'm thinking about back to the last podcast I recorded in 2021 and in the early podcast of 22, and I was sharing my burned out at feelings and experience, right? It was funny because I, my family was, and my friends were really encouraging me. They were like, you really need to rest. You need to rest. You need to, you know, stop working. You need to just, you know, chill. And I did for, I I went, I didn't push myself. I couldn't honestly, my, my virus brain could not, would not let me push myself, which was a gift in itself. So it wouldn't let me push myself. So uh, I just couldn't, I just could not think in the same way. It was just the weirdest experience anyway. So the point was though that I listened to podcasts that I had been behind on i i did i would i would go into my volley group and i would I would write things look at things like there were a lot of things that I did inside of in inside of the business that i that I did when I was sick or when I went to Thanksgiving you know we spent all I'm laughing because that probably wasn't the best idea, but we did spend a day in Disney and I, um, I, I worked, there were things that I was sharing about, or people would call it work. Cause there were things I was sharing about my business, things that I was sharing about my offerings and inviting people to come into my space. And my sister said, do you feel like you're working all the time? And it was funny because I looked at her and I said, no, I don't. I kind of broke up my relationship with this idea of the four hour work week, or, you know, I do something every day, but I do something that is, that, that I know is serves and that fuels me up. So I, I don't live in either, or it's not like I'm either working or I'm living. I live in, and it gets to be, and it gets to be both. Sure. Are there things that I do that I don't like to do or that sometimes I don't want to do? Of course, but they need to get done. And I'm not in a place yet where I'm going to delegate that out. The work needs to get done. So there are things that, and and I do delegate, I delegate a lot, but but there are things that I'm doing in my business right now that aren't my favorite. I don't really love to, to import different email addresses. I don't really love to do some tech stuff. I don't really love uploading all of the, all of the coaching calls or, you know, there's just some stuff that I'm doing right now that I will be delegating out, but it's not stuff that I necessarily love to do, but it still gets, it still needs to be done. So I do it, you know, sometimes it's not the most fun to schedule all my posts. And so with that said, there's a difference between that and then feeling burned out. Like you are forcing yourself to get up every morning and doing something because the truth is, is that I really love what I do. It's Sunday. And on Sundays, I have a membership call and I'm excited for it. I'm excited to do it. I can't wait to, I've got some new members coming in. I can't wait to connect with them. It's kind of, I've fallen into this tradition of Sunday morning being my Tuesday podcast recording. I think my team would probably want me to stop doing that because it's, it's a little late notice, but it's okay. I promise I'll get better. Maybe I'll move it to Saturday or or I'll keep doing the Sunday tradition. I'll just get ahead of it. Um, but you know, it's a Sunday. My days all start to feel the same because I get to live in the end. I like waking up before my kids wake up and then record this podcast. And then we start to get on with our days. So the point of that long se- segue <laughs> is just that I get to live my day by design. It's how I get to live, it's what I want to do. And and I'm not here for anybody's arbitrary rules. So so if I work every a little bit, I so I work a little bit every day, but I also play a lot every day. So for you I would encourage you to take a look at how your business is structured right now. Do you have it set up in a way that is that that fuels you up so that you don't always feel like you are working but but working in a way that is fun, right? Sometimes there are moments in my, in my days where I'm like, oh, this doesn't really feel like work. I am I'm enjoying learning this new skill. Sometimes I don't enjoy learning new skills, but it needs to get done. And then I'm happy that I learned it when I have it. Right. So I, I'm, and I'm sharing that because a lot of the times when we, when people come into accelerator, when people come into formula, I give you really advanced messaging techniques, things that, you know, if, when, if you really mastered this skill of what I'm teaching you inside of these programs, that could be a $1 million salary for you. Copywriters make one mil, bet. The best copywriters make $1 million per year salary. Okay. So a lot of people will, you know, feel frustrated, say, I can't do this because I'm a coach. I'm not, I'm not a, I'm not a copywriter. This is not, this is not what I want to be doing. Can't I just delegate this out? And I want to, first of all, first of all, validate that, acknowledge that. And of course you could hire and delegate that out, but that just costs you thousands upon thousands and thousands of dollars. And that's fine. If you have that, do it just recognize and gut check yourself. Am I throwing money at the problem to solve it? Or, or is this actually going to be giving me an ROI? Because a lot of times when you don't have your message, when you don't have things settled down and you hire a copywriter, number one, how will you know that they're good? Number two, you'll spend thousands of dollars on assets that then ha- are you sure that you can reuse them? How will you know best to reuse them? And the truth is, is that nobody ever said that that becoming um, a better communicator was the worst decision that they ever made. So yes, of course, I'm saying delegated out. Just Just really gut check yourself about what it is that you are delegating out, what you are trying to accomplish when you do that. So so I want to acknowledge that sometimes skill acquisition isn't always fun and it, it isn't always easy. But as you practice it, learn it, become a better communicator, this only is going to help you share the opportunities to work with you, and it's going to help you become a better coach because these are communication skills. We are communicating with humans. This isn't leads. We're not talking about just getting new leads, new numbers. I've fallen into that trap before. These are people. Those numbers are people. Okay, so let's get into the most scalable way. So those are some of the reasons why a lot of the businesses fail before they even get started. So one of the things that I've really been noticing as we move into 2023 is that a lot of the things that used to work in 2021, 2022, just not working the same. It's just not people's experiences are just not working the same launches. If you launch, the launches are declining. And if you've never heard of a launch before, all that is, is a presentation of an offer with a deadline. So people will have five days to come into your program and then everyone starts. It's kind of like like a school type setting feeling. And for me, I noticed really quickly, and I shared this a lot as we moved into 2022, is that I was getting into this feast or famine cycle and I was living in either or, and it just was not working for me. It was not a scalable business model. I was trying so hard not to put but undue pressure on these launches and then you know trying to follow all my, my coaches advices of like letting it go and blah 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 and, and it just wasn't working. I couldn't I couldn't do that. There was too much on the line and I needed to figure out a way, a better way to release some of that pressure because it didn't matter how much sage I burned, how much praying I did. It did not matter how much releasing I was trying to do. The stress that I was feeling in those experiences were not serving me. And I would say to myself, oh, I'll just do it again. I'll just do it again. And I remember one year I launched five times. And I love launching. I love the experience of launching and life and connecting with people with life. It's not that I'm anti-launch anymore. That's not it. In fact, now what I teach is launch once and make sales every single day. That's what we do. That's what we do here inside of Feed Simpson Fitness. And I I will say though, as we're starting to wrap up 2022, I didn't launch in 2022. I didn't do a single launch. And I I kept trying, I I was like, all right, I'm going to launch. And then I didn't launch. And and I think the reason why for me is, is it was just taking a lot of time for me to set up the structure inside of my business. That was going to, that was going to work for me. My brain works very fast. There's a lot of things in my brain that just go really fast and that some, I needed to really slow down. I really needed to slow down and that's very hard for me to do. In fact, I I I I kept tricking myself and thinking that I was slowing down, but I wasn't slowing down. I I it really wasn't until I got sick in November. So it was like the 11th hour of of the year that I really looked at, you know, slowing down. So I, I will do a separate podcast of uh in talking about lessons and then how to like the truth about goal setting and how to set your 2023 up for success, but for now, so, so that's a separate podcast, but I just was I'm just giving you a little bit of the context for how I came to discover that this way that I'm about to unpack, it absolutely is the fastest, most efficient way possible to scale any business. You want to hit 2K, 5K, 10K, 20K, have a 10K day. Like this is what we're going to be talking about because it's just... The current ways of doing things that I keep seeing is that people are accidentally getting into feast and famine, even though they're like, no, I'm doing it. Right. Cause I just think that part of it, part and especially for people who are new, part of it is learning new skills. And and skill acquisition, and you're not going to get this until you do the reps. And so when we look at our mentors and and they're crushing life because they're doing one launch a year or two launches a year, that's great. But if you're new and you are learning new ways of advanced communicating, you need the reps. And two launches a year, you could do that, but then that's going to be the slow boat that's going to be the slow boat to get to the goals that you want to, that you want to achieve, because there are people that, what I have noticed between the people that are super successful is that they have launched the same program at least eight to 15 times. And so I probably don't have to tell you how long that's going to take. If you're launching once or twice a year and before you have a really successful time, 15 times, uh, that's going to be, you know, 15 years, seven, seven to 15 years. And I'm sorry, I'm not available for that. I want the fast track. I want the fastest way possible. So then, okay. So 15 times, that's going to be one, twice a month. And if you've never launched before, that's going to, you know, that it, it can feel very draining and hard. And so it doesn't have to. In fact, the way that I teach you inside of Accelerator is not like, let it be easy, let it be easy. And we layer on advanced techniques as you go. That can feel really daunting, especially if you're like me and you're a high achiever and you need to look at everything from a 30,000 foot view and then chunk it down. That can feel really daunting. And so there had to be a better way. I started to look for a better way. And the first thing that I'm going to tell you right now, number one, which I just think that not enough people, not enough people are talking about this or doing this. And in fact, I think the well-meaning people, the well-meaning gurus out there are accidentally keeping you broke. And I get why I, I listen and I really do get why, because no one wants to feel sold to, but everybody loves to buy things. So it's not this like sleazy, sleazy, buy my thing, buy my thing, buy my thing, buy my thing, buy my thing. Because that's what we think, you know, because that's like being the desperate person in the bar. That's like, hey, wanna, can I buy you a drink Want to get married? We feel that. We know that. We know that that's not what that is. This is going to require you to take a look at your relationship to selling. But so many people, including myself, actually, and I love to sell. I have zero qualms about selling. But I started to realize as I was practicing this launching model that maybe I was having this unconscious patterning of, of oh, you know, I, I need, this is the time I need to build no like and trust. And then I can ask for the sale. And that's just simply not true. That is simply not true. That's not how people buy things. That's not how we make buying decisions. The first and foremost question that we are asking ourselves is what is the problem? How important is it to solve this problem? And how painful is it for me to stay where I'm staying? How fast do I want this problem solved? people are not sharing the opportunities to work with you enough. I I just plain and simple. If you want more customers, more clients, then you need to give them the opportunity to buy from you more. it's, It's not you know, we can't just put a buy button on our, on our website and assume that people know that they, that what the next steps are and assume that people are just going to go and buy things. Yeah, sure. You might get a couple of course, right. People are not dumb in the sense of, you know, I, I want something. I'm going to go out and search for it. That's just not how humans are designed though. Humans are not, we for better, for worse, we are in the convenience age, If there is any, I mean, look at it, look at all the short form content. Everyone's talking about short form, this short form, that seven seconds. If it's going to take any amount of effort and time on the person's part to go to your website, go find the, the, the buy button, then they're probably not going to do it. You need to make a case for what, for, for saying yes. And then common sense isn't so common. So yeah, of course it seems like go to that link in bio, but no one's going to that link in bio. And then people are worried, oh, I don't want to annoy people. I don't wanna, I don't want to bother people. All my engagement stuff's gonna drop and like I'm just it's gonna be so irritating. Well, there are there's research out there that suggests that eight that people need eight to fourteen touch points before making a decision. So you and I are tired of talking about our same stuff over and over and over again, and we feel like a broken record, but your clients they maybe saw it once and then they got distracted, or maybe they were about to put in their credit card and then you know, their kids were running out of the street. I and mean, there's just so many other contributing factors that we, that, that we're not even taking into consideration. And then it's, you know, we're talking about our stuff day in and day out. And maybe you've even had this experience where people have said, oh, you're so annoying. That's so annoying that you're talking about that, but that's them. And they're never going to buy from you anyway. And then the other thing I wanted to just offer to you and suggest to you is that you're going to have people in your, in your world that, um, that, that are new to you and they have never, they, they come into your world and they never seen your message before. And so we need to say it over and over and over again. In fact, when people come into accelerator, I love to ask them, you know, what's your favorite book. And it's funny because I actually don't subscribe to like read a book every day. Like, you know, I've read 700 books in 1200 days. I, I, that's just, that's not, that's not me. I I subscribe more to the hormose method, which is that he studies books and so do I. Meaning that I find one that has really made a profound impact on me. And then I read it over and I read it over and over and over again. And and right now, my the my book of choice, at least in the, you know, money mindset world, it would be The Secrets of a Millionaire Mind. And so I listen to part of that book every single day. And if you were to ask me what it says on page 86, I have no idea. If you were to ask me what the the tight the chapter titles were, I would have no idea. Repetition is the mother of all learning. People need to hear it, see it, experience the message over and over and over again. You don't just squat once in the gym and then never squat again. So people need to hear it. This is why there are promotion periods. So Beverly, how do you do a promotional period? If you have rolling enrollment, you know, there are no deadlines, well, number one, you're gonna to appeal to inner urgency. Number two, you're going to have different other bonuses, other options that are expiring that are real, not fake deadlines. Number three, you're gonna have limited spots. So you you'll fill your calendar, you'll sell out, it'll be what it is until it isn't, and you'll just re- repeat it over and over. And then one of the things that I'll teach my my clients to do inside of accelerator and also inside of formula membership in the accelerator, you work one on one pretty closely with me and so what what I'll teach my people to do in there is is to build promotional experiences even though you're running rolling enrollments you can have a week of the month where you are driving enrollment there's so there're just so many ways that you can you can continuously enroll people into your leveraged program without having to build up to a launch, without having to put all of your effort into one, this one week or these one, two week period, just put so much undue pressure, especially for people who are maybe new to this experience. So number one, right, the fastest way, the most scalable way, as I'm starting to see people get into this, as we're starting to go into 2023 is set up rolling enrollment. You, there, you You can continuously enroll people into your group programs, into your, into one-on-one programs, into, there's just so many ways, but I'm a firm believer that you are a business and you, you deserve to be, and, and it's your responsibility to be making sales every single day as a business. Even Christmas stores are open all year long, or at least half year. Number two you know so how does this launching you know work and and where does it fit now for me i i'm all about the launch is a really powerful because it can, it can share visibility. It's an opportunity to be more visible, to connect with people live, but most importantly, it's a place to educate. It's a place to educate shift perspective, to share your message. And, and you don't have to do it in terms of like, they opt in, then you're, you're going to carry them through like a challenge or training. I mean, right now I'm doing 12 days of, of audience building, of customers and I'm doing it or of clients and I'm doing it without a gate, meaning that you can come in without your email. You can go watch my lives. You, you can, it's, it's teaching. I'm teaching, teaching, teaching. It's, it's launch messaging in the sense that I'm going to move them to make a case for taking the next step. And because I've been doing that, it has been, my applications have been, have increased. My people are DMing me. I'm having more conversations because I'm more visible. A launch can give you, a chance to be more visible and we cannot buy from the internet's best kept secret so it's not that i'm anti launch it's just i'm um, the the launch structure in my opinion, is no longer working and not in the same way. And then what I also think is happening, at least as we move into 2023, is that your buyers are ready. They're hot. They're ready now. They don't want to get on your waitlist. They want their problem solved now. Your champagne clients who are in momentum, they are advanced. They do not want to be on a waitlist. So what do you do? Well, well you start to have conversations with them and you can have group conversations with them and you could be doing it weekly. You do it weekly, 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 where you have a group conversation and then you move people and invite them to do your rolling enrollment and then just keep doing it every week so that you can keep refining the process. You can keep, you keep practicing, you look at the data and the performance and you make data-driven decisions and you just keep rinsing and repeating. You get focused and you get committed and it takes what it takes until it takes and that in my opinion, is the most scalable way to grow any business online. We started doing this inside of my business, inside of my accelerator's businesses, and we're taking 10K months and turning them into 10K days. And even now in December, you know, when everyone says no one's buying, Christmas is coming, the holidays are here, or Hanukkah's here, and no one's buying... It's just plain and simply not true. And some of my clients are having the biggest months to date in December, even though people think no one's buying in this month, it's just plain and simple, not true. And quite frankly, now is the time for health professionals to really start thinking about how to best to maximize the new year's resolutions that are going to go down in January and February. This is when people start to turn a new leaf over. And so the people who start to slow down in the holidays are the ones that have the structure in their business to really maximize that time and to you know grow and expand in 2023. And what I just see a lot of people is that they that who struggle, they don't have this inside of their business. And then when they don't have this inside of their business, they end up being on the back foot as we move into the new year. And I do not want that for you. So the key takeaways here get clear about quitting for you. What's going to work best for you? Should you know what are you, what do you need to quit? and leave behind in 2022 as you move into 2023. Make more sales every day. Present more offers to more people. Get focused and committed. Make data-driven decisions instead of emotional decisions, which is so much easier said than done. So get support here. Put some structure and systems inside of your business. Set up rolling enrollments and present more offers more times. Thank you so much for hanging out with me today. As always, if this was helpful for you, please screenshot this. Please share this in your story. Please tell us and tag me and tell me what your biggest takeaway was. When you share, we are able to help more people. The show grows. And if you want to learn more about the accelerator program or the membership program, then check the show notes. All those details will be in there for you. So thanks so much for hanging out with me today. I'll catch you on the next episode. Thank you for listening to the PT Profit Podcast. If you like this episode, chances are your friends will too. So it would be a huge service to us if you would please leave us a review and share with your friends on your social media channels.